1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay, and I'm delighted as always to be joined by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. And by Charlotte Dunker. Hello. Nice to have you both here and it is a nice start to the FA Cup weekend for you Samuel. A nice trip down to London with a fair few United fans, maybe not as many as should have been going but uh, a nice trip to the Emirates another win at the Emirates for United I know you pointed out was it the 4-3-1 win in, in the last 10 years or so I'm not sure yeah, that, what, yeah. what the I suppose it is the last 10 years but another well, win is all that matters for Solskjaer but another win that was convincing as well
2: yes and as someone pointed out uh, Solskjaer's first goal against Arsenal was on the counter attack at Highbury back in, in 1997 it was just really impressive um I wouldn't say from start to finish, but pretty much from... Tran Mustafi coming on to, to, to finish. Uh, that that seemed to perk Lukaku up, who, who did fabulously well for the two goals. But what really stood out, I think, you know, you'd look at it last season, they went to Arsenal, scored two quick goals, Arsenal rallied United 1-3-1. There were parallels there, but the performance level was so much more imperious yeah. and so much more impressive. The game management, I thought, from Pogba in the second half was, was excellent. Lingard was was impeccable throughout uh, i mean we've we've spoken previously on on the podcast saying how he can he can produce six out of ten performances but those six out of ten performances are so important in in the way that he supplements that forward line and on on friday he was he was just excellent he had the the goal to obviously crown the performance but what, what The thing that Solskjaer got out of him was that when he first came into the team under Van Gaal, it was as if he was selected more for his defensive instincts and his attacking play. And as he's developed, he's become obviously a much more attack-minded player. And he's kind of, under Mourinho, it was as if Mourinho thought he was a brilliant attacking asset, but you couldn't trust him to defend. Yet on Friday, he married that balance brilliantly you knew when marshall and and rashford were coming on there was no way that lingard was going to come off it was always going to be uh, Lukaku and sanchez and he's he's had an awful lot of criticism in his you know his career lingard but he just keeps on going plugging away uh, it's it's well documented that he was the late late developer that president Ferguson prediction and i mean he is he's one of those players who well, certainly his camp and he's very sensitive to criticism, I know that from experience uh, over, over a player rating, uh, you know this this myth that footballers don't read newspapers or don't read about them, it, it is that it's a myth, they do take it on board and I think in Lingard's case he uses it to motivate himself uh, he has had a lot of flack deservedly so at times but he's a vital player at that United squad now and what you would say is that I mean, he's he's a first teamer now, but you'd say even after what the, whatever they do in the summer transfer window, whoever the manager is next mm. season, he'd arguably be deserving of uh, of being a first teamer in August as well.
0: From,
1: oh gosh, sorry, Charlotte. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I opened my mouth and no talking. words came out Um what I was going to say is that um, I think across the last few games he's shown that as well he can bring something different to the team So Solskjaer's played him in that false nine position previously you've thought maybe he's just going to play him on the wings but I think that's been important with the front three as well that they can all play it's
1: versatile, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's what's so key in the goals. While well, Lukaku was drifting out wide, it's even it's even versatile with Lukaku, even, yeah, which is right. that is the real sort of <laughs> damning point of it all the fact that Solskjaer's even made him look like he can play right wing if they have to if they have to have him there. But I think as well for for Lingard, the fact that the Arsenal fans absolutely hate him must have spurred them on a bit.
0: Yeah, you can definitely tell that he's one of those players who uh, gets spurred on by because uh, he ran straight over to them, didn't he? And that's when he did his little moonwalk dance. Some people. People on social media think that's the reason why the Arsenal groundsman has now retired after 15 years at the club for <laughs> disrespecting his grasp, but not too sure on that one. But he tagged, checked himself in, did in a dance floor yeah. instead of Emirates on the, his Instagram post. But it's stuff like that. I think he's someone that polarises the uh, opinion because people... I don't know. Whether it's older generations. They just it's don't,
1: definitely a generation.
0: Yeah, thing. they just don't like they just don't like it. But
1: he epitomises everything about new football, doesn't he? But yeah, you yeah, can't criticise his hate. talent.
0: No. He, a,
2: he, him and Pogba are like footballers for the millennials. Yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, when he was it, what was it? The first was it a dab? It was the dab that he mm. did dab, first, yeah. and I thought it's a bit cringe in that. But when I saw what he did on Friday night I yeah. thought Dabble that's you funny want, yeah. you know yeah. it's not it's not taken me three years and I've just accepted it now but you, you know I think it's like the modern equivalent of shushing the crowd at your finger though isn't it it's yeah I mean it was. It was when I saw it I thought it was funny I couldn't tell what he was doing at first because it was so far away it was pretty much in the opposite corner to where we were sat uh, but he does endear himself to uh, to football supporters to United supporters uh, is that an important phone call,
0: Charlotte? I, uh, gra- <laughs> it, the- it is a work phone call, actually, yeah. but um, I will call her back oh, after.
1: On the city podcast, for Stu's phone went off with a ringtone. So, oh really? We'll At ha- least we'll mine was silent. We'll no, one one heard it dial, I've but just been Charlotte called out. Dunker sources, yeah. yeah. yeah just worry sources about-
0: are coming through three it's days right. before deadline. I, I think
2: Laura Kunzberg in Truxter podcast. Oh, she's just important. ringing
0: me again, like. FaceTime audio wasn't enough, so just now phone call is fine. She can wait. Um, Anyway, back to where we were. Yeah, I just don't understand. I think the pundits use it as a bone, like, to... Like a stick to whack them with, don't they? Yeah. Just to when there's nothing else they can complain about. I don't know whether it's I'm because they think they're going to get headlines because they're talking about Pogba and Lingard. Maybe, maybe that's why. And the only thing they I can see, yeah. say is, "Oh, why is he doing this ridiculous dancing?"
1: I just think it's a, maybe just because they play for united I mean, I don't see anyone having to go at Delhi Alley and Kyungmin Son's handshakes they do after every single goal they score. It's because they play for Tottenham, exactly. No, no, that's right. a different issue, isn't it? <laughs> but
0: the hits but, per story aren't quite as high as if you put Manchester exactly. United but
1: playing for Tottenham means you're not in the FA Cup either which United are and we will divulge more of that game now because it was vintage United wasn't it in, in terms of the way they went up set away from home counter it was sort of there was fight on the pitch it was quite a tasty affair as well it got lively towards the end and it is just like the United of Old are back under Solskjaer isn't it Samuel?
2: Well when 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 was it Lingard who, who stood up for Ashford at the end yeah. kind of evoked memories of when he uh, he squared up to Fernandinho and Demichelis a few years ago after Rashford was was denied a penalty somehow. Those two have a very special rapport, and it's. I mean, it is good to see that. I think it was good earlier in the season when uh, Mourinho tried to confront Iani that a lot of United staff and, and players were ready to back him up. Pereira was picking a fight <laughs> in a completely separate issue in the centre circle, I think. Uh, but it, it was, I mean, you, you tweeted about it after it was what Solskjaer said about the counter-attacking goal when it was Park, uh, Rooney, yeah. Ronaldo 10 years ago in the Champions League game. Uh, I, I mean, I must say, when, when Lingard scored... Uh, the second, I thought, how how is it that Arsenal can, over this length of time, still, they still let it happen mm. to them, even under different managers?
0: Someone said, if you could, every United Arsenal game, United are always going to score that goal in every game yeah. they play against. And, them. and
2: I think, I mean, we're talking about the three ones that they've they've won, but when they won two one, there under Van Gaal, uh, the winner was a a counter-attacking goal from Rooney and the weird thing about that game was that they were indebted to De Gea that night but they should have won 3-0 because Di Maria uh, squandered another uh, breakaway chance after Rooney had scored so if you were to nitpick you would say you know lads it's Arsenal I mean Arsenal are just not the scalp they used to be but it was you couldn't help but be impressed by that performance to to nitpick over it would have been quite churlish Uh, and also I mean I'm I'm guilty as charged here. When I saw the team sheet drop, I thought he'd made too many changes. I didn't agree with Rashford coming out given the form he'd been on. Um, The the midfield was fine by... okay, you could make an allowance for that. I was a little bit... I found it very, very peculiar that every big hitter went down bar the best player in the squad, which was De Gea. But has yep. just got the Midas touch at the moment. Romero comes in and he has his best performance of the season. By far, made a very good save from Ramsey just after half-time. Emery brings his cup goalkeeper in and, you know, it looks like Pedacek needs to go to the retirement home a little bit yeah. earlier than than scheduled. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'm even happy to say, you know, when when Solskjaer was appointed, I thought, I, I did tweet to uh, someone saying that I wouldn't be surprised not that I would predict, but I wouldn't be surprised if United finished in the bottom half. Time yet.
0: Has that been Has <laughs> that tweet been dug up yet by anyone? I think it has been. Well,
2: I, I was only made aware of, oh, sorry, I was only reminded of it because my friend who went to the game on Friday night uh, messaged me about it. He was kind of like privately trolling me and I had to clarify to him it wasn't a prediction as, uh, as the word stated at the time. But I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't perverse to question why they would go for Solskjaer given what happened at Cardiff given that his managerial pedigree was restricted to the boundaries of Norway Uh, but I underestimated him loads of people underestimated him he has exceeded expectations in an exceptional manner and it really does feel like it's his job to lose now
0: and the way he's rotated the squad as well you just touched on it then I think that's can only help players as well because there's that competition that's been brought back. I don't think before necessarily... I know the Romero has been the cup keeper, as shaw referred to him, but that was a huge game for them and realistically it's their only chance of silverware, isn't it? So it, w- it wouldn't have been surprising if De Gea had started, no one would have said, oh, poor Romero, it's he's the cupkeeper, no, okay. and it's good at the front as well because there's, they need that competition I think to spur them on and make them better so like Sam, uh, Samuel we'll just call him Simon
1: Samuel, <laughs> Samuel.
0: Samuel. <Yeah. laughs> Simon's not here today like you said um, he's got the mind as such even with stuff like that it could have backfired but it didn't
1: yeah, and it's sort of I think Solskjaer was he's part of a squad that there's always three or four first team strikers all all playing for the first time. Now they've got five forwards who could all start games. The notes here just say Lukaku and Sanchez. Lukaku got mile a match from uh, the TV, at least, and and,
2: and uh, the United Twitter, yeah. 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 I, I, was, I was
0: more surprised by the with the, the Twitter arty than Jermaine Genius. Yeah, yeah, that didn't surprise me. Yeah, just looks and sees two assists. You can have
1: it. Yeah, but he did play really well Lukaku, And it was encouraging to see his his play was was maybe in areas of weakness he's shown before. I, I was I was even told that yeah um, when when it was meant United players were
2: um, you know talking to people that they know after the game it got back to me that when they I think one of the people said to them oh you know nobody saw that Lukaku touch coming Uh, the pass for the first goal and the United player then said I don't think he did either so he he clearly surprised even his own teammates with that Um, the the second one was it wasn't more impressive as such but you've seen him botch um, breakaways like that before and Lingard's finish was just impeccable but it was a it was a weird one in a way because, I mean, I gave him an out of eight out of ten because he created two two key goals. But you looked at his overall performance and it, it it didn't feel that impressive. And you just knew, well, I mean, the giveaway was that Phelan called to Rashford and Marshall after it was Lukaku who who ceded possession that he was the one who had to come off because Arsenal were it was just pathetic how. Uh, vulnerable, they still were on the counter-attack so early in the game. And you knew he had to come off for Marshall and Rashford. The irony of Marshall was that uh, up until he scored, he was performing quite poorly. He was quite careless in possession. Uh, but Solskjaer said after the game, I mean, I, I asked him, you know, the fact that you played as a striker uh, on the right wing did, did that inform you know the way you helped him did that have an impact and he was quite modest he said that Lukaku played on the wing for Everton for Belgium it's a tactic they might use again I think that's fair enough uh, it, it might just be an anomaly uh, I don't think you can uh, quite, quite, quite. Say uh, that that United's right wing issue has, has been resolved. Although Solskjaer has, has found a couple of innovative ways to um, to compensate for the lack of a specialist there. So it, it's good for him. I mean, Mourinho did say last season that he didn't want any attackers in the summer. Uh, he was happy with the six he had, and you thought at the time the quality is not really there. But at the moment that's that's just not an area of concern for United
0: you feel like if he's going to keep uh, if he's going to get back in the starting 11 on a regular basis that he's going to have to keep showing that he can be versatile play on the right play through the middle play on the left because they do interchange that much
2: yeah that's been the sticking point with him um the, the, the best teams in Europe have fluid figureheads as, as you suggested and he's not a particularly fluid mm. player and there were times on, on Friday night where he did look a bit too static a bit too immobile and, and on the on the fringes but if he can develop that that aspect of his game then he's going to have a better chance of, of getting that first team status back again I also thought you know, he, he does look a bit lighter as well um, he said himself that he put on more muscle for the World Cup and that certainly inhibited him at the start of the season. I mean, a, bit, a little bit like Pogba, there was no one who could legislate for his poor performances other than him for his finishing. Uh, I know some people have tried to blame Mourinho for that, but
1: I don't think you could blame Mourinho for Lukaku's form in the first four months of the season. And of course, as well, Charlotte, a goal for Sanchez on his return to the Emirates. It was just over a year since he made the move to United. It was an encouraging display from him, but still the verdict's going to be out about Sanchez and what exactly he has to offer, what role he has to play at United. But were you impressed by? Yeah, I thought it
0: was uh, a better performance from him. And if he's not going to be up for it against his former club at their ground, then he's never going to be, is he? But I thought it was much improved. But the thing that I just think is, is he going to get in the team above Anthony Martial? And at the minute, I know Martial wasn't great when he came on, but then he scored. I just don't think if you go going like down the left wing, is he going to get in ahead of him? No. Is he going to go through the middle ahead of Rashford? I wouldn't think so. So then it's down the right is he going to be great down there who knows So it, and you've got Lingard to factor in so at the minute I just don't see how who he's pushing out the team to get in so improved performance from him yeah but good enough to be a regular starter at the minute I wouldn't say so
1: verdict's still out but uh, Samuel while we're here our favourite feature which we always do after the FA Cup fifth round draw tonight this will be updated immediately Um, not many big teams really left in no one you'd say that United would fear maybe left in the draw not that there is anyone they would fear at the moment it's only Chelsea and City who have maybe other top teams with a chance maybe of even winning it but do you think United would be looking for an easy home draw or do you think they will do you think this belief that the fans have that they can beat anyone is shared within the squad at the moment
2: Oh, absolutely! I think that it's it's kind of irrelevant. It's it's beneficial if City and Chelsea draw each other, of course, and, and United get an easy home one against Derby. Derby, uh, Derby again, yeah, yeah. Nailed do- on, isn't it? Yeah. I mean. <sighs> Ian Whittle who was one of the freelancers was talking about his experience at the, the den on Saturday and that does sound worse than, than you could ever imagine um, in terms of going to Millwall it's, it's got to be 40 odd years since United went there so uh, there are some that, that, that would be the one unpleasant place to go to uh, particularly given the, the, the disgusting chance that went on during that game as well but it's it, it's opened up for them uh, you know they, they dispatched Arsenal very comfortably uh, a lot of a lot of fans a lot of punters were were predicting United would win that game beforehand I don't think that would have been the case if Mourinho was the manager so they've got a very good chance of winning it what I would say is I think go about four years ago when um, Middlesbrough won at City and Bradford won at Chelsea and you thought this is a great chance for United under Van Gaal and they, they botched that when they lost to Arsenal in the course finals so that's that's the one word of warning and the quality of the teams left in it those two big teams in City and Chelsea is is higher uh, but you, you'd fancy their chances I mean I, I fancy their chances against PSG now which, which is remarkable yeah. given where we were just over a month ago uh, it, it just feels like the stars are aligning for Saskia at the moment the fact Neymar is out of the game as well that's, that's a big plus although if Neymar was starting I don't think United would have been too worried about him it's just the mentality shift has been that drastic
1: Charlotte are any team you, you'd like to see in this for front
0: mm, Part of me wants another to see them get another big big draw like against City and Chelsea and go and beat them like 4-5-0 We'd not rather,
1: would you not rather have a big win in the final though or do you, would you like to beat them before you get there?
0: Yeah beat them before they get there
1: because I think that's when the problems occur if you've got a, such a one-sided final sometimes it can
0: be a bit dull
1: or it can play on your mind Depend- too much and, and backfire. De- I
0: don't know. It just depends who you want to win, doesn't it? But
1: there's no such thing as a bad final if you if you win it. Um, we shall see. But this marks the halfway point in question today's podcast, Samuel. which means we've got a question for Charlotte.
0: I'm not having a to quiz, answer,
1: and no. I think it is. I think it's doable I, I think Samuel's got it guaranteed as soon as the words That's leave nice. my mouth but Sammy we will York leave we will leave you this, shall this I week? write it down on my phone and Charlotte no, can answer no I'm yeah. answering it yeah okay so 20 years ago United went on to win the treble at, at the new well new year this year Liverpool were top of the Premier League but in 1998 going to 1999 who was the team top of the Premier League on New Year's Day 1999 we will join you after the break with the answer Hello and welcome back to the Manchester's Red podcast. (laughs) Before the break, we asked which team was top of the Premier League when United won the treble uh, at New Year's when United won the treble twenty years ago.
0: Is this just a familiar known fact that everyone knows?
1: No, I don't think it's common knowledge, but it's definitely not common knowledge. So nineteen
0: ninety-eight to
1: nineteen ninety-nine, Charlotte.
0: Well I'm gonna get it wrong, but my guess is gonna be Arsenal. Okay No Wrong
1: Samuel oh, knows Of
0: course he gets it right
1: What was the answer Charlotte? Aston Villa Obviously That was my
0: next guess
1: Yeah you'd start on the A Weren't you You'd an
2: alphabetical yeah. but I wasn't 100% certain I knew they were top on Christmas
1: yeah. I wasn't 100% certain They were top on New Year's Day Well there's a There you go A gap in your knowledge filled so That's what we do <laughs> On the Manchester's Red podcast 20
0: years ago How oh. old do you think I am?
1: let well, not answer that.
0: that.
1: We don't want this to have an explicit warning on the on the podcast. But uh, we mentioned it earlier in the in the pod, Samuel, that maybe the job is going to be Solshar's to lose. Interesting that after the weekend, with Spurs were knocked out of two cup competitions in the week, Pochettino sort of hinted that trophies weren't his main ambition at, at Tottenham. He had bigger fish to fry. Do you think his comments stink as someone who's not made out to manage United? It just sounds. It just doesn't sound like the right fit to me. it's, 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 it's just. It's really peculiar
2: because he's he's flip flopping in a way because he's flirted with United mentioning how it was at <coughs> excuse me, uh Camp Nou for, for Solskjaer's winning goal and his reaction. Uh he's he seems a little bit enthralled to Ferguson as well. <coughs> excuse me, I've got a frog in my phone. <laughs> um and how he's yeah you know, he had lunch with him, and you know they've, they've, they've be- definitely been overtures there I think, and from from what I've been told he he does want the job, but then it's almost as if he's so angry he has to toe the line after going out of two cup competitions in the week and I just thought when I saw it, I thought you've not done yourself any favors there whatsoever it's like that if if he if he had a favourite gif on Twitter, it would be Bart Simpson's at least you tried cake or something like that. Uh, I, I just thought this has given Solskjaer a massive open goal and I realise I'm talking before the embargo um, time, so I can't say anything on that. But needless to say, he was given an open goal in the embargoed section to uh, respond to Pochettino's comments on that, which I think will go down well with United fans. <laughs> uh I mean, trophies matter. I I, I don't understand this modern perception that it's okay not to win trophies. It's become an on-running joke that if Tottenham lose, they have to be celebrated for uh, having a really low wage bill or because they've not spent a lot of money or because Pochettino has been there for four and a half years. It's just really perverse. Um, I think it's been fair to say for some time now that... Pochettino has actually been underachieving at Tottenham given that he has got a really good squad there. They've been in three semi semi-finals in a final, mm. still not won anything. Um, the whole top four thing, I don't think is anywhere near as much of a big achievement as is made out. Uh, Harry Redknapp to Tottenham to the course farms of the Champions League, what, eight years ago? They finished top four two years after that as well and only didn't get in the Champions League because Chelsea won it. So... Uh, they they were very unlucky. Not well they should have finished in the top four under V S Bose in that first season. So it's not as if Pochettino has taken them from the depths of the, the relegation Quagmire and to the heights of of Europe. It, it's it's just a bit of a misleading narrative. But they do they are the media darlings. There is an awful lot of fawning over them. Um, a journalist the other week said that Pochettino was charismatic. He's many things. I don't think he's particularly charismatic in his press conferences um, and it's I mean when you're up for one of the biggest managerial jobs in the world and you come out with that claptrap, its it's just going to be derided by United fans and it has been derided by mm. United fans he will always have his defenders his blind defenders uh, but it's, it's just he's, he's not done himself any favours there I suppose the only irony about it would you'd say finishing the top four Champions League football Those two boxes, ticking those two boxes for the Glazer siblings in in the Everglades. That's that's all they pretty much care about. Unfortunately, for them, in a way, they've got a caretaker coach in charge who wants more than just finishing in the top four, um, as as people will see from the quotes he said in the embargoed section. In terms of uh, looking beyond uh, his, his caretaker stint, so. As uh, I think we've done a poll today, and on, on who United fans want as the next manager, and unanimous. Know Solskjaer's Solskjaer's got what eighty four percent. It whereas- just seems
0: like since he's been linked with the United job, Pochettino, things have just started going wrong for him. It's like yeah. the yeah. pressure. You got a- the pressure from that seems to be because if he wants that job, the pressure on him. It's like being on a twenty four seven like job audition isn't it like every day he must think if they they want me and I want to go there that's the job I want and then the pressure it just seems like it's getting to him and I just don't understand why he came out and said that yesterday because even if even if that's what he believes, which is a bizarre thing to think anyway, why on earth does he think the fans want to hear that? Why why does he think the fans want to hear trophies are of like, yeah. egotists? Like It's just yeah. to inflate people's egos. Well, for
1: anyone who's listening who doesn't know the quotes, he said, we're going to have to debate whether a trophy will take this club to the next level. I do not agree with it. It only builds your ego. The most important thing for Tottenham right now is to always be in the top four. They just turned Well, into- right
0: now it is, because they just got knocked out of the FA Cup. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to win so the Premier League. So- and so and it's Turned into, out
2: at his next press conference, he'll yeah. refer to that right now. Comment: Um,
1: he's just become sort of a bad a bit of a Arsene of Wenger. Well, that's it's the the team they used to mock and say, Oh, so yeah. what, what Arsenal achieving under Wenger. They're achieving less because at least Wenger used to win you a trophy. Well, that's the irony of it. I mean, people always say, Oh,
2: yeah, bring back Juan de Ramos because he was the last Tottenham coach who won something, but they did beat. well they didn't beat they thrashed Arsenal 5-1 in the semi-final and they came from behind to beat Chelsea in the final so the two biggest rivals those are going to be two of the best days of Tottenham fans' lives covering the team for for a certain generation because they got to see them win a trophy and en route they they were two they were were two very very good wins Um, I, I just think that the whole ego thing it seemed a little bit like uh, something of a you know, retort to what Mourinho said last week because I think Mourinho came out with a comment on being when he said that Oh, Mauricio will change his mentality once he's won something and maybe it was a bit of a response to that as well but it, especially with the, the, the mention of, of the word ego but managers are remembered for winning things I mean Bielsa is has got a cult following because he confronted fans with a grenade whether it happened yeah. or not or whether it did I don't I don't know but it's it's gone down in law uh, but he has I think he has won something somewhere in South America yeah you know there is something he's he's had an achievement of note with but if you're a manager the aspiration has to be to win something and I just don't understand this thought process of not Of of people thinking it's okay if you don't win things and Tottenham are a big club they have been a successful club in the past and they've got a very very good team that should should at least be winning things and that is the irony during Pochettino's time in charge of Tottenham Wenger had did win two trophies with Arsenal and you know, he, was, he was derided for his approach and he did become a bit of a tactical dinosaur but he won things uh, Jose Mourinho won things Louis van Gaal won an FA Cup I mean there's no reason why Tottenham shouldn't be winning something and also um, Pep Guardiola's City they used that League Cup win last season as a springboard for, for great success so you can't you can't diminish uh, or, or understate the value of, of just winning a trophy it can be very important Ferguson had it his last great United side started with a League Cup win against Wigan in 2006
1: Yeah and Charlotte do you think that maybe the, oh, it's clear maybe the opinions changed of, of Pochettino do you still think he's someone who would be able to, to do the job at United if, if he came or, or do you think the fact that if he was to get the job now there would maybe be so much injustice because fans are so behind Solshar. Do you think it would heap the pressure on him even more to deliver?
0: I th- I think. Fans obviously are very much behind Solskjaer at the minute, and we can't see this winning run coming to an end. I don't My know, is I don't nice, know if it's it? a skeptic in me, but I, I was thinking about this this morning. Actually, I don't know why I was thinking. Can I see United going unbeaten until the end of the season? And the answer is no, I can't. So at some point, this is gonna come to a grinding halt, and then you'd have to look at Solskjaer and how if they go through a dip, how he yeah, and how he gets yeah. them out of that. And I think that's when he can be judged because you can't just say it's a new managerial bounce that that's why they're doing so well he's done a lot with the team in a short amount of time that he's been there but has he I'm not saying he's not been tested by the opposition and that they've not come against big teams and they've been big games and he's come away and won but I mean different situations where he's proved that he's he is the manager that United need in the long term and Pochettino's done it at a top level now for years hasn't he they clearly want him they like his style but I think this trophy things, well, that like you just said, the Glazers don't even care about that, do they? So if they're the ones making the decision, then they'll probably still stick with the man they want. But the, what you said about trophies should alarm the board, really.
1: Yeah, I think I saw on Twitter yesterday some people defending Tottenham, saying that the money you get from being the last 16 in the Champions League is worth about £65 million, more than winning the FA Spurs Cup. Spurs fans were saying that I think there was some maybe Spurs uh, sympathy. I did see that tweet just,
0: but then it's what, like, fan, what, what fan would rather see their team but would finish you rather, in the top four and then I say, or, would, or would, go on, on the final day in May and see your team lift a trophy
1: would you rather United finish top four with nothing this season or finish fifth won the FA Cup
0: oh I hate the Europa League from a personal point of view, so that's like a loaded you question. You personal;
1: that's a professional point of view.
2: I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean—a professional <laughs> point of view. Thursday nights in the office. Um, I think for fan morale, confidence booster, I think fans would take fifth in the and the FA Cup. I might be wrong.
1: But do you not think which up is fifth? Yeah, yeah. There's a fourth. Chance they might fourth get on the
0: FA Cup. Okay. That's my prediction. Just please not your over. So I'll
1: try settle for that then.
2: Uh, Rather than it, finish
0: eighth. If, if, if I <laughs> had
2: to choose, I would take the cup all day long. I mean, you're not going to put our wage bill was our revenue
1: and United, is on the yeah. honours board it's, it's just it's, it's ridiculous and United bought Pogba when they were in the Europa League it's not as if it's got if you, United are big enough to attract whoever they want regardless of what competition oh, they're oh in oh
2: yeah and I think if they were to finish fifth this season there would be yeah. oh, they'd have done enough under Solskjaer for the feel good factor to you know continue and extend into next season uh, I mean we shouldn't just dismiss Pocatino it, the, the thing, things could, we've seen how how Drastically, things can change in a month. In a month's time, it might be Pochettino back as the front runner again after Solskjaer's presided over an eight-game winless run or something like that. I mean, football can be that. Uh, That's why you've got to enjoy the highs while you well, can. Absolutely, uh, I don't. I don't think they will go on an eight-game winless run, but it's. You know, it's, it's pocatino has been over here for six years. He has done very good jobs at Southampton. I think if that Southampton team somehow had stayed together, there was enough quality there to to push for a Champions League place. It was, you know, he assembled an excellent side. They were never going to stay together, um, as he knew himself, and he's done a very good job at job at Tottenham. But I do think that for some time now, it's it's not been unfair to say that he's underachieving at Spurs, but. He's, he's he's in an easy position in a way in that what he said yesterday it didn't make any I don't think it made a single back page splash the actual comments um, in the Monday morning newspapers and that's because he's he's the manager of Tottenham they they just they haven't got the size the stature uh, for him to to generate that exposure so it's it's going to be a, a fascinating uh, next
1: three months or so. In terms of the United managerial situation. And a lot of that will depend on how long Solskjaer can keep this feel-good factor running. And Charlotte, There's a game again on Tuesday night. Burnley at home in the Premier League. It's now eight wins in a row for Solskjaer. Do you think it'll be a ninth on Tuesday night?
0: Yeah, I think the feel-good factor is going to continue. The I think United's performance level will be too good for Burnley. They've they've picked they up their looked- form, haven't they? I didn't watch the game against... Um, I know they got annihilated at the weekend but before then they've actually been they've picked up more solid form in the Premier League Um, I just can't I'm not suggesting it's going to be 5-0 the same way City beat them but I just can't see there's going to be any way that they're not going to win it
1: and of course he's on six wins in a row now in the premier league if he wins another he sets that record beats ancelotti and guardiola's and i guess the the thing that united have going for them is that, is that the momentum and that feel good factor within the squad that even if they turn up and burnley do sort of shut up shop there's going to be such a sort of backing from the home crowd to get behind them and push them towards goal as well that's really going to pay a big difference for united tomorrow maybe
2: yeah, there may have to be an element of patience because you would think that Burnley will set up in quite a compact way. Uh, I don't think United have actually ever done the double against Burnley in the Premier League year either. That's another quirk. I think they've got, obviously... Well, they were 2-0 up against United at Old Trafford on, on Boxing Day last season. So uh, they've, they've had a tendency to surprise sometimes against United, obviously dating back to the Robbie Blake game in, in 2009. Uh, but United have they're just riding a crest of a wave at the moment and you can't really see where it's where it's going to subside to the point where we are starting to wonder what is their longest winning run um in in their history do you know the answer i don't i think i know (gasps) the league. a quiz uh, quiz
0: question
2: the the, the league answer i think is 14 games so he's quite a way off he's not even halfway there on that one uh but in terms of over all competitions. Of, oh, all competitions. Um, was
1: there a Ferguson one eleven or something? Do you say? Well, Ferg, if if he were to,
2: um, well, he'd have to win the next three games. If he wins the next three games and he's matched Ferguson's two thousand nine record, I'm pretty sure that's Ferguson's best run. Um, certainly in a single season, um, there was. A, I think he had a ten game winning run at one point, but I think that 11, 11 in a row. Um, in 2008-2009 in is Ferguson's best and I don't imagine a manager is better set it before uh, the, the the one that United fans of a certain generation look back on was at the start of the 85-86 season when they won the first 10 league games in a it's row it's not in the your season, generation
0: Samuel pardon that's before your generation
2: it was before our generation yes <laughs> <laughs> um, there's only one year at is it one year age gap I think I'm, I'm happy to you say that you
0: can't put this out on the podcast because then it makes no, me look even worse that I didn't know the I'm, answer I,
2: I, I'd like to think I look younger than I am so it's, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we please do Twitter I, I could, yeah, if, please if, don't. If,
0: if, if, well. This is just gonna. gonna, it's gonna, say, gonna get, this is gonna get offensive, isn't it? Was, People are mean on social media. If you media. think
1: Samuel looks younger than Juan Mata as well, we're interested to know about yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the, the
1: James <laughs> the James Robson rule, uh, which
2: is probably deserving of its own podcast. Rule. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was go- I was going to say if anyone could tweet in, let us know the the longest winning run in the club's history. That would be much appreciated. That would
1: be appreciated. Maybe more. Leave the age guesses to yourself Indeed. but uh, I'm not sure if we will be back again this weekend but uh, another tough game this weekend as well Leicester away it's their team who do fluctuate they've had some big results themselves over the festive period do you think Leicester's going to be the tougher of the two fixtures this weekend
0: yeah because the uh, away ties are always predominantly more difficult aren't they and I think Burnley are going to probably go and try and shut up shop at United and if United get a couple of goals before half-time then it's going to be game over whereas Leicester potentially the trickier one out of the two but like you say it depends what Leicester side turn up you just just no, no one is there Big like, the shock results shock defeats and then they'll they'll go and beat people but you don't expect it so are you going to that one Samuel?
2: Yes well they, they claimed yeah they, they claimed two great scalps last month in, in Chelsea and City City yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, the fans just don't seem to have warmed to Puel, which, I mean, I can't imagine it's easy warming to Claude no. uh, Puel, uh, particularly from a journalistic perspective as well. You can barely hear him in these press conferences, but if United you know, could possibly tap into that instability, that that bad atmosphere there uh, on Sunday... Um, yeah, it's as as I said, you, going into every game at the moment with United, you expect them to win, uh, provided they don't finish like they did at Leicester last season. Then you would really fancy their chances because that was, uh, yeah, uh, Reno decided to uh, throw a couple under the bus that night, but with I think with with good reason to as well because the the breakaways that night and the finishing were. As he said himself, childish. But there's, there's not been much
1: of that under Solskjaer. Hopefully, a match report isn't ripped up at the last minute. this Forst-
2: yeah. Fortunately, James uh, was on match report duties <laughs> that night. We were reminiscing about that the other day. Um, two, yeah, the two nights. Well, sorry. Yeah, two nights before Christmas, and <laughs> United somehow cocked up what should have been a very routine win. So uh,
1: not everyone was in the the most festive of moods that evening. Charlotte, I guess. Finally, do you think it will be ten wins in a row? by this time next week
0: as we say with the mood as it is at the minute I can't see you just can't see it coming to an end but who knows maybe you'll join us next week and we'll be talking about the yeah. two defeats and where's it all gone wrong
1: sadly this Hopefully does not. have to come to an end the <laughs> podcast this Such week a shame. would they unfurl
2: a banner like that Could yeah they, they did knows? in um, the Oakland days did didn't they in the, yeah. the money ball streak at that time you, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> how popular soul is if there's some some sort of reference to that, as uh, as Americanized as it would be.
1: The Glazers would love it, though, wouldn't they? Um,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they probably won't be watching. No. they'd just be ca- too busy counting their uh, counting them.
1: As money. long as they get a notification saying two wins in a row this week, they'll they'll be happy with that, Absolutely. though, won't they? Oh, well, we shall see. Thank you very much, Samuel. Thank you very much, Charlotte, for thank joining you. us on the Manchester is Red. Like, that's nice in unison, that thank you, wasn't it? I felt like a teacher or something. <laughs> You're very welcome. You Been can practicing. be practicing, you may be dismissed. Um, Great. Thank you very much for joining us on the Manchester is Red podcast. Like we said, please do tweet any of us in if you've got any questions you'd like to put to the panel for next week's episode. And please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already.